Hannah Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the I'd like to buy a vowel edition. This week, we're talking about police reform and whether the shooting of Jalen Walker will finally get legislation moving, how a 10-year-old crossing state lines for an abortion made national news, the Republican push to impeach Ohio's chief justice, and the upcoming August primary that you may not know is happening. Joining me this week is reporter Haley B. Miller. Welcome back to the show. Good to be here. I feel like I was in a cave for a couple weeks when I had COVID. Yeah, we've been trying to get you on the show, but you kept testing positive. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm glad you are here and disease free. So our first topic is the shooting death of Jalen Walker by Akron police. Police say eight officers opened fire after a high speed chase where someone allegedly fired a gun from the car. Walker was unarmed when he died, though there was a gun found in his vehicle and initial reports say the 25 year old suffered at least 60 wounds, but it's not clear how many gunshots. So like entry and exit wounds. So Mm -hmm. it could be less gunshots, but still 60 wounds is a lot. And it's raising a lot of questions. His death is under investigation by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigations, but it's already made national news. Akron's mayor canceled the city's 4th of July celebrations. And looming over all of this is the bigger question of police reform. So Jalen's family says that's something they want, but I'm I'm not sure if it's going to happen in this General Assembly. Governor Mike DeWine has renewed his call for police reform, but he did that in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd, and we didn't see any legislation pass that. Yeah, I think, I suspect... The most likely time for action was going to be in the wake of George Floyd's murder when there was a lot of pressure, a lot of uh, discussion about the topic. Unfortunately, I think it's tapered off in the past couple of years, even though, you know, black and brown people continue to be disproportionately shot and killed by police. You know, the Akron incident is just the latest in a string of incidents across the country. Um, This has been an issue in Columbus as well. So... It doesn't seem like there's much of an appetite in the legislature to deal with it at this point. Yeah. And a lot of the reforms that DeWine is calling for are are more modest. They are like a statewide police database. So if you have, you know, marks on your record in one uh, agency, you can't just go move to another agency. Like teachers have this, right? Like if you have misconduct in one district, you can't go get a job in another district. There's some more formalized training and de-escalation. Like DeWine isn't calling for what you would say are some of the more progressive, more extreme. Like there's no like defund the police movement in what he's asking for. And I guess I'm of the opinion if that is a really tough road to hoe that like what, say, the protesters out in Akron are asking for in the wake of Jalen's shooting is a much bigger hill to climb. Yeah, I think politically this has become an issue where if you try to enact even small reforms, moderate reforms like what DeWine is pushing, there's still a risk of if you're a Republican lawmaker being seen as anti-police, which is not something you want in an election year or really ever. And, um, you know, worth noting that, you know, Democrats, I don't think they're necessarily calling to defund the police, but they do want to see some, I think, more strict measures than, than what Dwine has put forward at this point. 
So our second topic is about a 10-year-old girl from Ohio who made national headlines this week for crossing into Indiana to obtain an abortion because she was six weeks and three days pregnant. The story, first reported by the Indianapolis Star, has quickly become a flashpoint here in Ohio. Governor DeWine also called this a tragedy, but he refused to kind of engage further on how the law that he signed in 2019 that banned abortions after six weeks impacted this girl's decision. Yeah, this... I think is really putting at the front of the debate the issue of whether Ohio should have exceptions for abortions in cases of rape or incest. This is a pretty popular measure, I think, even among people who are against abortion, but it's not something that lawmakers here have expressed interest in. I know Senate President Matt Huffman, you know, doesn't support this. You know, people, um, Republican U.S. Senate candidate J.D. Vance, um, not in the state legislature, but has also said that he doesn't support, you know, these measures basically says a, an unborn child should not be punished for what brought that. For the way they were conceived, right. basically. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult question. And I think because this girl is so young, 10 years old is, I mean... I sometimes forget that 10 years old is old enough to menstruate, but that's very early developmentally to start. And, you know, the age of consent in Ohio, like a 10 year old cannot consent, like no matter the circumstances of her Mm -hmm. specific situation. And we do not know the specific circumstances. Like we do not know the name of the girl or where she's from, but like they can't consent. And there's also a real question about the safety of asking a child at that stage of physical development to carry a child to term, like whether that's like safe and healthy for her body. And doctors have weighed in on this, but it's a really, I think it's become such a flashpoint because it is like people just have such a visceral reaction to the idea of a 10 year old being pregnant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a horrible situation. And I know one of our colleagues at the dispatch looked into the numbers in Ohio that, you know, saw that it is becoming less and less common for minors to have an abortion. But as this 10 year old has proven, it still does happen. And, you know, it's, it's a serious issue because like you said, she, her body probably couldn't handle this. Yeah. And um, Max Philby wrote that article about, and you can see all the stats on how likely it is for somebody under the age of 17 to have an abortion, but they also break it out by under 15. And it's, you're right, it's not a lot of cases, but I was stunned that in 2020, there were 52 abortions in Ohio where the patient was under the age of 15. And those are 52. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting old. Maybe it's because I have kids, but there was part of me that's like, ah, I mean, that is really young. That is. And, you know, if you're that young, you, I mean, your family's maybe going to help you, but I mean, you obviously aren't working full time. You're still trying to to juggle school. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. Yeah. You can't drive a car. Yes. You can't legally work in the state yet. Like it was certain exceptions depending on age. I think like 16 is the age. I think 14 in certain like, like family business situations. But yeah, there's like limits on how you can earn money at that age. Yeah. So I think, you know, for Democrats, you know, cases like these, the cases of the 10 year old is just evidence of why these restrictions are just going to be harmful to people in Ohio. And it will be something we absolutely hear more about as the election continues. Like I, I expect this case of this 10 year old girl to come up again and again. For sure. Our third topic combines Wheel of Fortune with redistricting. So Republican Representative Gary Click made a meme of the famous game show puzzle where he put impeach Maureen as the answer, and then he texted it to a bunch of his fellow state representatives. And for those who don't know, Maureen is Maureen O'Connor, the Chief Justice of the Ohio Supreme Court. She's also a Republican, but she sided with Ohio's three Democratic justices on the redistricting cases, and that's upset members of her own party. 
Yeah, it's really interesting to see how Republicans have turned on her. They took her photo down at the Ohio GOP headquarters, which is just like great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's and you know there was pretty serious talk earlier this year about whether to impeach her because. They were mad. They felt like she should be ruling in line with their interests. It seems like that conversation has tapered off a little bit. I think at this point, they're just going to wait for her to be done on the court at the end of the year. But it it would have been an unprecedented move. So the fact that they were even talking about it and memeing about it shows uh, shows how high the stakes were. Yeah. Um, and just a quick note, if you don't know that uh, we have age limits in Ohio. So Maureen O'Connor is going to be 70 and she has to retire at age 70 because that's just how we do it with the state Supreme Court. It's not like the federal court where you can serve as long as you want so until as old as you are. We have age requirements and that's just is what it is, I guess. Yeah. And we also vote for our judges, which is different than the U.S. Supreme Court. And we have party labels for them starting this year, right? Yes. And so you can vote on Marine's replacement in November. And our fourth and final topic is also about elections. It's Ohio's love of primaries. We love them so much that we decided to hold a second one in August. I'm kind of kidding here. Um, What actually happened was redistricting fell apart and they didn't have state house and Senate maps that were constitutional. Well, we still don't have maps that are constitutional, but we didn't have any in time for the May primary. So they decided to push those races to August. And it's caused a lot of chaos, a lot of confusion. There were candidates who had to drop out. There are districts with no candidates on the ballot. It's, I guess it's safe to say it's kind of a mess. I'm so, so curious to see what turnout is going to be for this August election (laughs) because, you know, with May, you had people very interested in the governor's race, the U.S. Senate primary. A lot of big ticket races. Right. And now these... You know, your state lawmakers are incredibly important, but, you know, for better or worse, a lot of people don't pay as close attention to those races. And I think with only those on the ballot, you're going to be hard pressed to get people out, especially in August. It's the middle of summer. People taking vacations before back to school. They got other things going on. Yeah. um, You know, I talked to some uh, folks and they were like, yeah, this is going to be a friends and family election where basically (laughs) candidates are getting everybody they know to go vote for them. Um, You know, the boards of elections are saying they think 10% would be surprisingly high for turnout. So like, actually, this is an election where you can have an outsized impact by just going to vote. Right. And You know, there are some interesting races, which, you know, is why it's kind of a shame that I think that not as many people are going to vote in this. I mean, you wrote about this this week. um, Some because of redistricting, some Democratic incumbents have been pitted against each other. And it's just created a lot of chaos for lawmakers and candidates and Yeah. And I mean, now that like state legislatures, like we all were reminded when the Roe v. Wade decision was overturned, the power over abortion went back to state lawmakers. So literally the people who are going to decide how abortion works in Ohio are running in the August primary. So just like these people like aren't people that we really think about, but they hold a super. Well, I think about them a ton because I write about them every day. But like, you know, the like the moms at my bus stop don't think about them. But I'm like, guys, they're kind of super important. So you right. should maybe consider voting in the August primary. Yes, absolutely. And one more thing before you go, we actually have a new way for you to get your news. It's a newsletter and it's called The Scoop and it will come to your inbox once a week. And actually, Haley is the author. So I'm going to let her tell you all about it. So we know how insane Ohio politics are, and that's partially why we started this podcast. And same reason we're starting this newsletter. It's another way for you to kind of get all the information you need in one full stop. You don't have to go looking for it. 
We'll have some fun tidbits in there every week, too, that we don't necessarily get into stories. And if you're lucky, I may include a picture of my cat every now and then. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at any of the newspapers in our network, like KoshoctonTribune.com. That's C-O-S-H-O-C-T-O-N Tribune.com. 